Good evening, everyone. You got the uh, coaches from the Endurance Lab today. We are on a ride in Swift. It's going to be an easy pace ride. So uh, my name is Taya Freestead, and I have with me Jason Flores, Ian Murray, and Mitch Jenkins. We are all coaches from the Endurance Lab. So jump on in, join us, ask us any questions about the Endurance Lab itself, and also we have a uh, two labs starting on Monday, December 11th. Um, we're going to put a link here in the comments about the uh, sign up, so check us out on our website. Hey guys, what's going on? Good morning, Ex exciting. Okay. It's been a busy, busy week for all of us and everyone here at Team ODZ helping make this whole thing work. So uh, it's kind of culminating to a really exciting time. So yeah, let's uh, let's, let's uh, get started. We can um, answer some questions, some early questions that have started here. Um, I'm going to get everything shared out, so see if we can get some live questions as well. Um, yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start off with, um, I guess, with... <coughs> With this endurance lab, obviously people have some exposure of what it is, but let's let's just take a top-down look at kind of you know what this is. Um, Taya, could you give us kind of a kind of a look at what uh, what we're looking at and what what makes this one uh, different than some of the other programs that are out there? Sure. So for those of you not familiar with the endurance lab, it's a group coaching program, and there are some features about the lab that differentiate. A group coaching program that you normally see out there so you will receive a plan of course for in this case the next upcoming lab is six weeks long but the labs are typically six to eight weeks long and they target a specific um, goal if you will in terms of depending on the season um, and the participants in the lab have access to all of the coaches to ask questions and also they have, an ac they have access to a nutritional therapist and a mental skills coach. And throughout the lab, all of us um, who organize the lab share out information about training, nutrition, etc., to uh, educate our riders on how to best train to improve their fitness and uh, achieve their goals. So... We have what's called a uh, forum where all the uh, participants of the lab have access to. It's a private forum as a way of asking questions, sharing experiences, learning from each other, which is also very valuable, having that community aspect, um, very supportive community and sharing information uh, with each other as we go through the lab. Absolutely. I think so that's in a nutshell. Yeah. I think one of the things, especially I just wanted to hit home on the um, the forum, it does seem a little bit different than a lot of writers are used to. We've gotten comments about that, but I think it just takes you away out from what uh, I've, I guess some people have called like that social media noise where you've just got everything else going on. 
Um, and you're just gonna go to a place where people that are doing the same thing that you're doing are looking for the same type of answers. You can go and get those answers, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the thing is too, the topics are organized so that you can go back to or search for anything you want more easily. Absolutely. So things don't get lost in the shuffle, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the best part about the forum, as we saw in the Facebook groups that we did before, is it's it's not just the four of us and then Andrea and Nate adding in. It's everybody adding in off their experiences. So it's a really a community learning effort. That sounds really good. So I guess if we start off with um, the, the one of the um, first questions we get is obviously, what is the lab? We've covered that in just a little bit there. Um, I think the next thing would be is... Um, Kind of what will writers be expecting to uh, to be doing um, to be doing in the lab in this lab versus, for example, the last lab where we where we were really focusing on um, you know the worlds, for example, that was what we were focusing on this on that lab. Um, what do we have different um, from the coaches here that that's going to make a difference? Yeah. Well, I think that um, the difference we're we're doing here is that this is a true preseason type planner. Not quite off season because we're working, but it's it's prepping us for that hard time. All of us have destroyed our bodies over the last eight, nine, twelve, eighteen months, and now we kind of to steal from uh, chat and chill with Tommy Danielson. Get to rebuild the house from uh, tearing it down. So now we're really focusing on making our our bodies complete for this next season. And I mean, when I say complete, I mean really focusing on on parts of our strength or parts, actually our weaknesses, parts of our body that we tend to forget about when we're in the throes of our racing season. That core I'll, capacity. Go ahead, Thea. Yeah, and I'll add too that it's uh, not only postseason, but also preseason because it's a transition period where for folks who are gonna be racing in about three months, right? Or four months down the road, it's a little early for them to be working on high intensity um, all the time because it's hard to maintain that high level of fitness for too long without a significant impact on your body. So the upcoming lab is really postseason and preseason. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that, well, and that's where I'm talking when I talk about rebuilding the house, stealing from your show. It's more just the we're starting up. We're starting up over again. So that's yeah, preseason for sure for me especially because yeah. I start out of my training for next season's races already. And also, I, I think one of the key things is that, going back to what Ian was saying about the strength, um, and it's something I haven't really taken seriously until the last number of months, is your body builds up a lot of imbalances. And those imbalances, because the body is so connected through all the different muscular systems, can have impact beyond what you're thinking. So I've got running issues related to a weak back, which is related to a nerve, which is related to my uh, hamstrings. And the way that I'm going to fix it is by doing more strength, more core, and really equaling out the systems of my body. So I think this is so important, especially as riders, uh, you know, do this for a few years and, and you don't really take care of the whole system. You just take care of your legs as you're cycling. So I think the strength part is going to be a great way to kick off the season. Absolutely. So quick question. Oh, go ahead, Taya. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was saying, um, we got a quick question from uh, Stéphane. Um, he was a previous writer in the Open Lab, 
um, and he wanted us to maybe expand a little bit more on how um, the um, excuse me oh how moving to the forum um, is going to impact the lab and how we feel that it would how it's going to benefit versus being on Facebook maybe just expand a little bit more on that. Okay, I'll let you go ahead. I'll give and take an that example. One. Yeah, I'll, I'll give an example of a Facebook page, right? So, Facebook, of course, is fun in, in the sense that everybody's on it. It's quick. You just, you know, have it on your phone and you just click in and you share a picture, you share something uh, pretty quick. The downside of it is for somebody like the lab, for something, excuse me, like the lab, the downside of that is things get lost completely. If you try to search for something, you know, the perfect example is the Zwift Writer's Facebook page. Oh. There's so much volume in there. You try to search for something and it's impossible to find anything. Anything, right? Even though it's been discussed over and over again. So it really is a, a hard way of, for example, a lab keeping with the topics that are being covered. So let's say this we're talking about nutrition on a bike for a long ride. For somebody to, or people, if they're not on Facebook all the time, they might miss it because all of a sudden the topic is at the end, the, you know, the bottom of the pile. Um, or if somebody wants to search and go back to that topic, it's really hard to find. So with the forum, you still have access to it through mobile. So there's an app for that. <laughs> and things are organized and it filters out all the noise of getting things popping up on your screen that are completely unrelated to what you want to look at and what you want to read about. It's, it's basically giving you a source of information that is clean, sleek, easy to find and organized. And it can go back to it over and over again because those topics will always be there for you. There's a wealth of information well, that will also be shared, you to, uh, during the lab. You can also organize it better, right? You've got different rooms with different topics or different uh, purposes. But the searching is so key. There's a there's a really popular uh, forum for, around the tri community, and the ability to go back and search through that forum years back. If you're trying to figure out why your bike fit isn't good, or or what kind of nutrition somebody did, or uh, race strategies, it's all there, and you can always find it. And it's such a wealth of knowledge, and, and it builds over time, right? So the longer the lab goes, yeah, the more knowledge that gets stored there. It's a database. Yeah, basically, yeah, it is. Great, great answer there. Great answer. Pulling up all the, yeah, he, he, he definitely agrees that a search through Facebook is tough. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to a couple other um, topics here we have about the lab. So, um, Ian, you mentioned um, that we'll be uh, looking at a, a strength block here. Um, did you want to expand any more about the different types of things that um, uh, lab writers may be doing during this block? Yeah, um, what we're going to be focused on is not uh, big muscle head, uh, power lifting, strength efforts. So I, I want to make sure everyone's uh, tracking that so there's no intimidation on it. The vast majority of what we're going to be doing is body weight type exercises. And there's very limited equipment that's needed. And for all the things that, that have an equipment piece to it, we're going to give you a, a, a viable alternative for having no equipment. And I'll tell you from my experience, certain things like weights that are added in this if you don't have those weights, almost anything can be uh, substituted. Gallon of milk, can of, can of beans, whatever. So 
it's it's all based on what everyone can do. And as we go through this, the focus is always on correct form, correct technique, because these are the strength skills that are going to provide you that base to build off of for your cycling to help limit and prevent those imbalances, to help limit and prevent those injuries. And that's the real important thing we're focused on. We're not going to create Tony Martin-esque legs by doing this or beach bodies like mine. Uh, much more. <laughs> like like the background on the workouts that you live streamed right right uh, the goal is really going to be about making you much stronger as a rider as far as your ability to maintain form maintain position you know hold it down in the drops for that hour when it's when it's going nuts in a crit or being able to hold that that arrow position because you can sit there and maybe you can ride no hands just like this because your core is so strong You know, and that's the idea that later on down the road, when you're in your positions that are aggressive and that are that tear down the body, you're you're not having a problem where other other riders might. Yeah, yeah, I think you're getting ready for that. Yeah, yeah. Too many times, um, I have I find my athletes are you know not not um, having that strength, or you know, how many times have you guys have an athlete where um, they have lower back issues and. Um, they can't stand up straight. They are sore. Um, you know, all, all the stuff that we know that, man, I wish we had that time. This is that time, everybody. And this is where you're going to get it. So, And the best part is all of the workouts, for the most part, are under, well, all of them are under 40 minutes. And the vast majority of them are under 30 minutes. So you can do them pre or post ride or when you get up in the morning. Yeah, that's really a good point. Um, th we have put up a couple demos up on the Endurance Lab um, Facebook. Um, I've done it myself. I don't do a lot of strength work, admittedly. Um, I've been able to complete a good amount with not any uh, extra peripheries, I guess, whatever we had um, pretty much at the house, even though I do have a good amount um, here at the house. I've been able to complete those because I've gotten a lot of messages of people asking like, oh, I'm, am I going to need to use that gym membership? And, am I, and I was telling them, no, we don't need to worry about that. We'll be able to do it from home. So that, that's, that's really good. I think, I think it's going to be a really good thing. And that's how you're able to be consistent too. The fact that you don't need to have extra things to do it. You just need your body and being at home and you get grab some things and you're able to do it. So even if you're traveling it's easy to do. Absolutely. All right, so if there's any couple questions here. Okay, that looks good. We can move we can move forward with um um I got questions from our forum. And then uh, we could also talk about the different parts of the lab. Uh, maybe, Taya, you could talk a little bit about um, kind of the base work, what we'll be focusing on um, on the cycling part of everything here. Sure. So what we're going to be working on in the upcoming lab, a couple of different things. As we said before, if you're just joining us uh, on the right here, <clears throat> we're going to be focusing on building the base. It's strength on the bike as well as skills. Um, and efficiency. So don't, you know, we take the, the intensity down a little bit. So we're not going to be doing a lot of high intensity VO2 work. Um, but we will be doing solid work that will build a strong foundation and base for your upcoming season. So we're talking about sweet spot training. We're talking about uh, working on power just below threshold working on some over-unders and building the endurance for those as well, extending the time that you're on it. 
The other piece of it will be skills. So pedally skills, this is the perfect time to work on that efficiency, smoothness of pedal stroke that will make you faster down the road. Uh, you can you learn how to use cadence to your advantage, being able to ride at high cadence and um, similar power to what you would, let's say at low cadence, can provide for acceleration and more speed out there. We'll have our share of low cadence as well for climbing. So those are some of the things we'll be working on. Excellent. No, I, one, of the things, one of the things I wanted to hit on real quick, Jason, with uh, the skills part of it, you know, some of these skills are not going to feel normal or natural. And so we all need to be cognizant of the fact that something different isn't going to feel right right away. So I, I kind of I urge everyone to give give it give some time to some of these these drills and or the skills that we're doing because it'll get better over time. It's pretty much like anything else you do. The first time you do it, you're not going to be perfect at it. You'll probably fail or come close to failing. So give it some time and let the uh, repetitions uh, build that that confidence and that capability. Yeah, really good point. And I think that's one of the reasons why, um, obviously, Ian is leading um, the part where um, the strength workouts um, and that sort of thing. He's got a lot of experience in that with his background. Um, and a lot of us are going to jump out with comments or myself with videos just to demonstrate the variability that we have in riders. Um, and if you guys want to jump on there, you know, show people, you know, what you're doing. Am I doing this right? You, want, you know, you want people to take a look at that. Go ahead and throw a video up there. Um, we could take a look. Um, you could share it, share it with the group. I mean, really feel open. This is a safe place. You know what I mean? Um, as we go through the forum, um, and really just understand that there's some variability, and everyone's going to come at it from a different place. But we're all going to end up in the same place, which is you know meeting our goals, you know reaching where we want to be, um, because we're, we're getting better. You're doing something you've never done, and like Ian said, it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, but I think it's just going to be um, for the better for everyone across the board. And that might be just the first or second week, but the third week, your body, you got that, that brain muscle connection uh, and you're better at it. So, absolutely. Give it a try. All right. So, I got another question here um, on Facebook Live. It says, um, What do we do about our weekly uh, race schedule? Um, you know, what, what do we expect with um, how many workouts, how many strength workouts, and how does it fit into like a normal, let's say, for this rider, um, like Zwift races? Um, per week, for example. <laughs> well, that's a kind of a, that's kind of a tough question. Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to have a different opinion on it, and I know Ron's with for fun. We're not professionals for the most part. Um, although I did just see Caleb Ewan on here, but uh, <laughs> we we all need to kind of understand that we're not machines, and even the pros take time off and rest time. They're not racing 365 days a year. In fact. Outside of Steve Cummings, I think nobody races really more than you know 100, 120 days. Um, so I, I think everyone needs to kind of understand that at a certain point we got to lay off some of the racing, or you can do the race but don't dig so deep that you're trashed from it, and you let the other skills that we need to work on to help make you a better racer in the long run uh, come in. I think yeah, that, I, 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 I got those. I'll go ahead, go Mitch. ahead. Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, at some point, I think you have to trust in the plan. 
Um, and, and you got to make a choice. Am I going to race 365 days a year on Swift and kind of, you know, you're going to improve a little bit, but you're going to hit a ceiling? Or am I going to trust in the plan and spend the time to build that base and really work through a season and come to a higher level of fitness? And I, I think what Ian said is correct. You can add in some rides on this uh, plan, but if you're digging really deep and trashing yourself, it's going to impact your strength workout. And then that strength workout is going to impact, you know, a, a drills ride or a sweet spot ride. And before you know it, you're playing catch up and you're really not on the plan anymore. So, yeah, I mean, my, my opinion is, is if you're going to do the plan, do the plan and add in some things around the edges if you need to. But if you want to race full time and try to do the plan, I think you're setting yourself up for, for a little bit of difficulty. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah. There's, there's got to be a little bit of flexibility there. Um, as you said, around the edges, if somebody wants to do a race here and there, it's okay. And it's hard these days because there's so many options in Zwift. And it's one of those things that it seems that everybody is like telling you to race, right? Because all these races are popping up. So um, it's, it's one of those things that we can accommodate some of them. Um, like, like you said, Mitch, don't just don't go super deep on them, all of them. And well, I'll give you, I'll give you a personal experience here. I was racing a lot at one point in Zwift, and I noticed that my training was actually suffering over time. Mm -hmm. And that happened because every time I looked back on the same race that I was doing every week, I noticed that I had exactly the same power for the 45 minutes of the race. So I can see how that's not really training. My body is just used to it. It's just doing the same thing over and over because it's the same setup, the same type of race every week. And all that is doing is sapping my energy for workouts that will make me a better rider, right? So, so of course, racing is, is great. And if somebody decides that they want to have a racing season in January, February, the approach is going to be much different. Um, yeah. So that's, that's from my experience. Mate, hey, I think you'd probably agree. You're probably doing a training plan and then you're also doing races. So you never had the recovery occur that was built into that yeah. plan. Right. So, right. Exactly. so, so much of training is, is stressing the body and then recovering, right? Letting the body actually repair itself. And when you add in too right. much on top of already a training plan that's supposed to tax your body and increase its uh, fitness. If you don't get the recovery, you don't get the effect you want. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Agree. Great. I think um, I mean, there's a... Go ahead. There's a... There, there's a place to racing weekly, like Stefan saying, I want to race weekly in the summer. You can do that. All we're saying is you don't want to race year-round. <laughs> Not a good plan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and you can have some fun, like the coffee rides, you know, it's doing yeah. those, you're doing 20 minutes of effort. So that's just kind of like a, you know, a hard, hard SST interval, really, after doing 30 minutes of just chilling right. out. Uh, but if you're going into these hour long smash fest, yeah, you're just, you're not going to help yourself. Yeah, really good points. We've got another question here from uh, from the forum, actually. Um, everything sounds really great. I'm particularly intrigued by the group-based motivation. Um, how is the Endurance Lab going to be leveraging 
um, the group workout functionality, for example, in Zwift or um, on a Mixer or, or on live streams? How, how are we going to be leveraging that throughout the lab that could help motivate people? Hey, Jason, I'll take that. No, we're, we're definitely going to use it. Um, we're going to have one or two workouts a week um, from the training plan um, in the group workout module, and we're going to have that multiple times. So we've got a handful of ride leaders who will ride, uh, lead those workouts. So they won't just be at like my time of 530 in the morning on one day a week. There'll be multiple chances for you to get involved and do those group workouts. The flip side of it is every ride or every uh, workout won't be in there because we don't think it's fair for the lab participants if we allow the whole general populace of Zwift to basically do our training plan for free, um, you know, through the uh, group workout module. So we think that uh, we owe it to you guys to make sure that uh, you guys get your value and there's other ways that we can also do those workouts together like the old-fashioned way. Awesome. Right. Right. Because if it's in the module, it needs to be open to all. Right. That's, the, that's the role of, of having a workout in a module. <laughs> yeah, if they come out with uh, private group workouts, uh, maybe submit a, uh, a request through the, uh, the uh, input system on Zwift. Uh, private group workouts would be a great thing, and we'd love to do that. And I guarantee we'd be needing many more workouts every week uh, for the uh, lab participants. Absolutely. Oh, I just uh, I just had a question. Oh, um, Ian, I was wondering if you could speak to um, how riders are going to be able to keep track of uh, what their um, uh, what their workouts are each week, how they'll be accountable, um, and maybe bring in kind of how they'll know what's going on and what what's different than what we've done in the past. Well, it, we're actually going to do a similar mod, model that we've done in the past, which is it's going to be sent out on training peaks to all the riders. So the riders are going to be able to get that plan put into their their training piece account, and they need, only need a free one. They do not need a premium one. And from there, they'll be able to upload their workouts through Garmin Connect or uh, Moves. I think that's Suntos, whatever one Polar has, or even straight from Zwift over into training piece. And they'll be able to track their TSS that way. They'll be able to track their workouts and see their power that they put out. And uh, they can also send it through Strava. And they can, if they're Strava premium, they can use the, that functionality. But that's going to be the best way that everyone can use to track what you have upcoming and what you did. Now, for the strength workouts, for those who have a, they have that capability to use a heart rate monitor in the strength, they're going to be able to put out their heart rate TSS because obviously it's there's not really a good mechanism uh, to measure TSS other than that while you're doing your strength workouts. But you you will see how you're able to prove and where you got smoked in your workouts as your heart rate spikes and dips when you have to go, fall to your knees. Not that anyone have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that for for writers who have done, let's say, um, the writers that are coming from the women's lab, um, they were given a, a file like workout files. This is actually going to be all do, done through Training Peaks. So there's a question um, from uh, Kev Stefan on on Facebook about um, doesn't use um, other programs like Trainer Road. Um, so that tool that we'll be using, like uh, Ian mentioned here, is going to be is going to be Training Peaks. It doesn't need to be the paid version. It'll be the you could use it on the basic version, and we'll give instructions on how um, basic users can uh, can get the most out of uh, the basic uh, training peaks and, and learn a lot from it. And that's that's one thing that we want. You're going to get a lot of metrics that you may not get from the other platforms, and um, I think we'll be able to use those as a uh, teaching points on how to use that and really teach the lab writers how to structure really their own, you know, 
um, their own their own training. And and if we if we've done that over the course of the six weeks, the twelve weeks that we're going, I think we've we've really done our job. So one of the parts of that team yeah. is by by using Training Peaks, if some if someone doesn't want to be on Zwift one day, they can export the workout to their to their watch or their computer, um, or if they want to ride Trainer Road, it's exportable to that too. So there's a lot of options out there, and Training Peaks makes that much more flexible. And the last thing I'll add before Tay jumps in, and adds probably better information than I have, um, we do encourage people to post that screenshot of the end of the workout, and that way we can encourage our discussion about what we did great, what we didn't do so well, um, how we really crushed the workout, how we did not crush the workout, and it gets that community support aspect going. Yeah, for sure. And so for a lot of people who are not familiar with Training Peaks and uh, people who are new to structure training, Training Peaks is a very user-friendly tool. Very, very easy to use. <laughs> and so don't be intimidated by it. Uh, once you get out, it's really a calendar that has your workouts in it. And the beauty of it, it syncs with Zwift. So um, the, they're all in the instructions that we'll send you, but it really will make your life quite easy. Um, and the teaching points that Ian was mentioning are so important uh, because once, I remember when I started training with power, you sort of, you, you get into understanding what you're doing better and you become more invested in it. So it's more exciting. I think uh, a lot of people will, will find that. Absolutely. So, I mean, with that, with Training Peaks, I think it's going to be a new experience for a lot of people. Um, but again, I think it's it's going to be a calendar. I think that's really well said, um, that it's just going to be something where you have your events um, ready to go, ready to load up. So, um, see if there's any other questions here. Was there, from the coaches, was there anything that you guys have come across from uh, direct messages or that you've seen on Facebook that maybe we could answer here before we wrap up on time? Well, there's one thing that I want to cover, Jason. Uh, there's been some concerns I've seen about, uh, you know, the strength workouts being too much. Um, how are people going to get into it? Um, so I want to cover that real quick because, like you mentioned before, there's a variety of levels that we have going in as far as background and strength workout. So the most important part when we get in these strength workouts is do not try to crush those first week of workouts. If, if it says 30 Whoops. seconds of an exercise, yeah, Mitch, exactly. If it says 30 seconds of an exercise, that doesn't mean you have to go for 150 repetitions in 30 seconds. Right. Just take your time. Do the proper form. Do the proper technique. You That's can always go faster on the second set, or you can always go harder later on as we get going. But I promise you, if you hit the first workout and just give it everything you have and leave yourself a pile of sweat on the floor, on Wednesday, the late onset muscle syndrome is going to set in, <laughs> and you probably won't do workout number two because you will have a hard time getting out of bed. <laughs> No. Yeah, take it easy in the first couple of weeks. Really adhere to the plan. Get a feel for the plan and get a feel for how your body's going to respond to the strength workouts. And then if you want to start doing a little extra or, or really pushing something, then start to think about it. But give it to the first couple of weeks for yourself to acclimate. I guarantee many of us haven't done strength workouts. I haven't done them in a long time. And I can feel it after just one. Um, you know, it didn't kill me. It's only going to make me stronger, but you don't want to go crazy and uh, burn yourself out on week one. 
Yeah, definitely excellent point. I could speak to that, um, making sure you don't go all out. Go ahead. So let me answer Kev's question here really quick. Kev wants to know if I'm going to get a six-pack. Well, Kev, <laughs> yesterday we just booked a family, family cruise for my, uh, my in-law's 50th anniversary, and that's in July. So I have to look good by July. I've got to <laughs> tighten up this old man body and, uh, and look good. So that's so funny. Mitch will be posting six-pack pictures later on in the lab. There you go. Six-pack of Founders all-day IPA. <laughs> Showing off in a Disney cruise. There you go. There you go. Taya, um, we know that um, uh, in the past, um, the, both the Women's Lab and uh, the, um, the Fearless Lab that we just had, the Tasters Lab, they're all coming off of that and the races from Worlds. Um, what do you have as far as a message to those women who are jumping into this um, Kind of with both feet trying to train like wh what do you have as a message to them moving forward here the next lab is a great stepping stone and a great next step too to uh, what they have been doing in the past couple of weeks and months um, for the reason that we talked about earlier which are they've been racing and working at very high intensity um, at the same time we had quite a few of lab participants who were not were fairly new to structure training so this is the perfect lab to get really that basic understanding and the base training for the next season and working on power because i know a lot of them brought that up in the previous labs that they really wanted to be working on increasing their power um, and continue the skills work that we did in those labs including high cadence, because in their words, those were extremely helpful. Absolutely. And, and I think whether you're a beginner and haven't done any structured training, um, the, the coaches here um, have done a really good job in creating something that will um, work for beginners or even those advanced riders um, yes. across the right. board. Yeah. And there's some headroom there. so. You know, we didn't plan out every single hour, every single workout. You'll be able to add things, subtract things, move things around. And that's the great thing about a properly structured plan and having the support from the coaches. You're not just buying this off the shelf. Okay, do this every day. Whether or not you're hurt, you do it. That's what this is going to offer to you. Yeah, yeah it's not going to do it and talk Go to ahead. you in a month from now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and the forum comes back into that too, guys, is that uh, that's the best way to communicate. Um, you can always find us on Facebook or, uh, you know, communicate with us directly. But the forum is going to allow you to really get a, a broad base of answers and comments and feedback around what you might be struggling with. All right. Just checking out um, any other uh, questions here. If anyone else has anything, we probably have time for one or two more here as I go through the, the forum. Um, is there anything else with uh, the strength workouts that we wanted to hit the, to kind of make sure we're not scaring people away, Ian? No, uh, I mean, the, I think the biggest thing to understand is that strength is a vital part of cycling. We all forget it because when you watch the Tour de France or you see a picture of some guys like Tyler Hamilton after he uh, rode with the broken collarbone, he looked emaciated probably like he just escaped from some famine-infested famine area. Um, you know, with his six-pack was because you could count six ribs 
<laughs> so, so that's the difference. Those are pros, and they're doing that for mountain. They're climbing the mountain ability. You know, we as hardy amateurs have to take care to do this all year round because while they do it, they do it in different forms specifically for that pro tour level of racing. So we need to make sure we're doing something that works for us. And if you're not doing the strength workouts, especially as we get a little bit higher in numbers for our age, when I say older, we're just higher numbers. Um, we need to do that <laughs> a little bit more and more often to prevent injury. Not necessarily make us right. much stronger, it's injury prevention. Yeah. And I think along yeah. with along injury with injury prevention uh, at, at, at all. Go ahead, Taylor, go ahead. Injury prevention. It's it's and also functionality, right, of your body in general. Just really, yeah. as you age, being able to have all those movements and strength for really things that you do day to day—a balanced body. All right. So yeah, looks like we've uh, got through um, everything, all the questions currently that we've got on Facebook and on Endurance Live. Um, Taya, could you um, walk someone through really quickly if uh, they wanted to jump off this live stream, go straight to their browser um, and uh, purchase a plan and get into the Endurance Lab? What would they do right now? We have a website that describes what we are doing in the lab, and it's very easy to sign up for the lab right there on the website. So it's www.endurancelab.fit. And you'll find all the information that you need. You'll find a bio about the coaches. You'll find a description about the lab. And you can sign up there. Excellent. Excellent. And then after that, um, uh, when they do sign up, obviously they get um, access to the forum um, and to us right. as the coaches. Um, how are they going to – and um, uh, Ian, you mentioned how they're going to get the plan. What's that next step? Yeah. So the next step is once they've registered and we have their email that's associated with their Training Peaks account, we'll send them a, a link to that via that email. And they just simply click the link, and it will get added to their account. And exactly. then they will go in and add the. They'll see the plan. Now there is a, a uh, YouTube video on Team ODZ's webpage, which will get put on Endurance Live web webpage or a YouTube page, excuse me, and in the lab where they're going to get to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then so so if you're using like a Wahoo Element, if you're using any other um, a form of a, you know, the Rovi for the Cyclops user, you can import these workouts from um, Training Peaks to those. Um, but for those riders who are actually using Zwift, if you put the day of the workout, the workout that you're doing that day, it'll actually port over to the game. So it'll work across all platforms, but works really nicely um, with Zwift, um, which what we're on today. Um, so that's really good. And uh, Jason, yeah. on the other side of that, Sorry, they uh, it does import automatically to the to the uh, bolt. And awesome, the awesome. So I mean, yep. you've got so many choices. You've got so many choices here to do this. You know, it's not just one way. So that's great. Right, and imagine you have also access to a nutrition expert and mental skills expert because it's not only about the watts, not only about the muscle. It's about how you feed your body and also about how uh, you focus on what you need to do on your mental skills there. Absolutely. Really good points. All right. So we are wrapping up on time here. I want to thank everybody who's come in. We've got plenty of viewers here today. We've got average about over 15, a bunch of shares, a bunch of likes. I want to thank everybody who joined us here on the Endurance Lab. Um, everybody, all of our partners, Zwift Live by ODZ, Team ODZ, everywhere else we have shared this today. I want to thank you. If you have any other questions, go ahead and post here or just jump in the lab. Let's get this, let's get this going. Um, sign up. You want some accountability? We're here for 
for you. Um, there's going to be a huge community um, that's there. Um, so we really want to see you out there, and we hope that we've been able to answer some of your questions today. Um, and if there's anything else, definitely let us know. Um, from the coaches here, um, was there any last words? Yeah, you could start off. We'll see you next week, guys. Excellent. Yep. All right. All right. So yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. Absolutely. So we're getting started on um, December 1st here. So get signed up over the weekend here. It's Friday here. December 11th. December Sorry. 11th. Sorry. December 11th. Um, and so that's Monday. Sorry, excuse me. Um, so get signed up now. If you have any questions, let's get those answered. Um, and let's get um, everybody in the lab. And with that, we'll be signing off. Everybody have a good day. And we'll see you on the course.